Hello, and welcome to Sermon in the Berg, the official podcast of the Southside Mount Washington Parish community. We're glad you're here with us as we celebrate the fifth Sunday of Easter from our homes together. While this is not intended to replace the holy sacrifice of the Mass, we hope it brings you closer in spiritual communion to our parish grouping and our community across the country. Today's prayers and reflections are offered by Father Daniel Strawn and Father Michael Stumpf. Our musicians are myself, Amanda Bruce, and Tom Conroy, our associate organist and choir director for the parish grouping. Should you want to reflect on this weekend's readings yourself, please know that you can find them anytime at usccb.org. Again, that's usccb.org. Let us pray. Almighty ever-living God, constantly accomplish the paschal mystery within us, that those you were pleased to make new in holy baptism may under your protective care bear much fruit and come to the joys of eternal life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. As the number of disciples continued to grow, the Hellenists complained against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. So the twelve called together the community of the disciples and said, It is not right for us to neglect the word of God to serve at table. Brothers, Select from among you seven reputable men filled with the Spirit and wisdom whom we shall appoint to this task, whereas we shall devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. 
The proposal was acceptable to the whole community, so they chose Stephen, a man filled with faith and the Holy Spirit, also Philip, Procurus, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch, a convert to Judaism. They presented these men to the apostles who prayed and laid hands on them. The word of God continued to spread, and the number of the disciples in Jerusalem increased greatly. Even a large group of priests were becoming obedient to the faith. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Mercy be on us, O God, as we place our trust in you. Let your mercy be on us, O God, as we place our trust in you. Your words, O God, are truth indeed, and all your are ever faithful. You love justice and right. Your compassion fills all creation. Let your mercy be on us, O God, as we place our trust in you. from the first book of Peter. Beloved, come to him, a living stone, rejected by human beings, but chosen and precious in the sight of God, and, like living stones, 
Let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it says in Scripture, Behold, I am laying a stone in Zion, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in it shall not be put to shame. Therefore, its value is for you who have faith. But for those without faith, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone that will make people stumble and a rock that will make them fall. They stumble by disobeying the word as is their destiny. You are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people of his own, so that you may announce the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God. Have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I am going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am, you also may be. Where I am going, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you for so long a time, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you I do not speak on my own. 
The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or else believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do, and will do greater ones than these, because I am going to the Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome back, everyone, as we're celebrating this fifth Sunday of Easter. Certainly, we continue to celebrate and pray and be in solidarity with one another. Solidarity with one another as the body of Christ and also all of humanity during this time. And we're celebrating the Easter as time of hope and joy and the promise of life, uh, even in the midst of difficult circumstances, which is, in some ways, what we could consider every time and place because they each have their own time, their own uh, challenges and realities that must be faced. Uh, this is also a time for us of, once again, greater responsibility. It's a time to stay safe, and probably more important, to keep others safe. To give people space, a safe distance, to continue to practice um, the, the basic hygiene of, of washing. Um, of course, now... Uh, masks to be worn out in public spaces and in businesses. And at the same time, too, it's a greater responsibility to work towards being connected more deeply with one another, especially in the midst of the distancing that's necessary. And so we're using all kinds of methods and means, including this one here, to stay in some ways deeply connected with each other. Also, we've been trying to uh, continue to be in solidarity with making a joyful noise every Sunday, not every Sunday, every day, <laughs> 8 p.m., almost 8 p.m. every evening I step out, step on my front porch, my, my, my front uh, driveway, and, and make a sound and a noise and clap my hands and just a way of being prayerfully connected with the world around me. I have to say, I think we're all probably getting a little sick of being closed in at this point in time, to being limited, uh, unable to work, etc. And probably uh, we're starting to see that things are uh, opening up a little bit. Restrictions are starting to be slowly lifted, and that will probably continue over these next several weeks. And we're going to be going back to normal, so to speak. But of course, we're also realizing that what normal will be, will be actually probably quite different. And that we'll be experiencing a new normal. And at least until, uh, the, the, you know, we're able to find clear prevention uh, for this virus that has uh, been upon us and upon the entire world. And so we're going to have to experience a new normal that maintains safety during these times. As we're moving towards a, a new normal and continuing to navigate the challenge of these circumstances, the passage of Scripture that opens today's Gospel is so encouraging and life-giving. Jesus said to his disciples, as they hear and we hear again, 
Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God. Have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. Very often when we hear Jesus speak about a dwelling place, and as he goes on to say, I will prepare a place for you and come back again and take you to myself. As we oftentimes hear that, most of us think Jesus is talking about the afterlife or heaven. But we have to recall that in the Gospels and in Jesus' teachings, he seldom talks just about the afterlife. He almost always is talking about the kingdom of God related to this life and the next. He's almost always bringing together the life that we live, the relationships that we have, the action, the decisions that we make, and, and the life that will be to come. And so when we hear this, we've got to try to keep those together, that a dwelling place is not just a place Jesus is preparing for us in the afterlife, in heaven to come, but here and now, connected in heaven to come. We're hearing from, in today's gospel, John's gospel, and we're hearing what's considered Jesus' final discourse or teaching. And actually, this final discourse happens in the context of the Last Supper. Actually, the Last Supper discourse is quite an extensive discourse. It's his final teachings that cover four chapters of John's Gospel. In chapter 13, he basically washes the feet, uh, announces his betrayer, and then uh, Peter and him have the exchange where he says, you're going to betray me a few times. And then he launches into today's Gospel. And then now in chapter 14 through 17, we hear this discourse that Jesus has uh, as kind of a final preparation. And not only is it a teaching discourse, but also he concludes in the final chapter in a prayer to the Father for all of us. And again, these last Sundays of Easter leading up to Pentecost, we always hear from this last discourse or last supper discourse. And we're, we're hearing from that, and we do that during the Easter season, because Jesus is preparing his disciples, his followers, for a new way of him being present, a new way of his action happening. It's a new way of presence and action after his death and resurrection. I hate to say it, but he's in many ways preparing his disciples for what will be a new normal. His presence, his work through his disciples, through his baptized followers. And Jesus talks about how God will create a dwelling. And not only does God created a dwelling where Jesus will take us to himself, but he's creating a dwelling where he goes on to say that God dwells in him, and we will see God, God the Father, in him and in his action, and those actions that will happen not just in him, but also in the dwelling that he is creating and does create within in us, his people. In First Peter, we hear it stated another way. Peter says, you are living stones, and that you're being built into a spiritual building or dwelling. And so God's dwelling place, God's action, 
this new normal that Jesus was preparing his disciples for is in human persons and in the dynamics of human relationships. That's encouraging to know that it's not necessarily buildings that unite us, church structures that unite us, or even a promise of a place to come or an afterlife that unites us. It's our relationships with, of course, God and with and in Christ and with one another. This is the where <laughs> of Christ's dwelling or the where we will dwell and dwell forever. So it seems in that understanding, that new understanding of dwelling, that the kingdom of God or the dwelling of God is not so much a question of where that is, but who that is. And the answer is it's in Jesus, and it's in one another. The buildings that we have, our churches, our homes, they only are places that support that uh, place of dynamic relationships with and in one another. It's not our buildings or even the structure, I want to say, of our faith and religion that unite us or draw us together. It's the Holy Spirit. And it's God working in and through us in those relationships as living stones, the true reality of God's church. God's dwelling is a space of encounter, of relationship, the dynamic of love and growth and challenge and accountability. Those dwellings are the dwellings within us, certainly within our church. And right now, of course, we're experiencing those, hopefully most certainly, within our own domestic church, our own homes, our own places. I want to say, too, certainly in this time, especially as we've been uh, closed in to our own small spaces, this dwelling space, I hope, is becoming more beautiful, but certainly acknowledging the fact that it also has become more difficult as we're confined in our homes for the past month and a half, especially in the dynamics of our relationships with our loved ones, our family, our friends. But in the midst of this, we've got to look for the dwelling and the action of God. And not something that's out there, but something in here. That's something that's in one another, in our love, in our relationships, in our family, in our friends, in our community. One of the ways we can do that is to not let me in this podcast have the last word. Or, uh, you know... The church, in its teaching, or even its teaching authority, have the final word. Or to think that God's action and dwelling only happens in professionals and those who are employed in the church. God's action and dwelling and, and is happening within you, within your network of relationships right now. One of the ways you can do that would be to uh, listen to this gospel. 
um, listen to uh, th- this passage again and contemplate what Jesus is talking about when he says dwelling place and he dwelling in the Father and the Father in him and, and that, that we are living stones from Peter, from First Peter. What does this mean to you? Talk to those who are around you after listening to this podcast. Uh, call up a friend who you know listen to this. Um, how could you, in your relationships, be more open to the action of God that's happening right there with you right now? Because God is creating a dwelling, and it's not confined by walls that we've built or even the structures of church that we've built, but is dwelling in the dynamics of our relationship. I am a dwelling. You are a dwelling. Your family and your domestic church is a dwelling. Yes, we the community as a whole are a dwelling. In any place there is deep relationship and openness to the power and working of God and the Holy Spirit is a dwelling place where God is present and seen. We do and will experience the risen Lord in the midst of our dwellings and ultimately dwell together with him in the resurrection to eternal life. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God. Have faith also in me. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling places. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Have faith in God and faith in me. I will go forth to prepare a place for you. response to the prayers of the faithful this weekend is risen lord hear our prayer we remember all parishioners and friends who are on our prayer list 
as we ask God to comfort them and ease their pain, we pray for the RCIA candidates that they may grow in their desire for waters of new birth and allow God more fully into their hearts, we pray for all of us in isolation, that we may find companionship with God through the scriptures, recall with gratitude all who are significant in our lives, and encourage others who are alone, we pray. For all mothers, that through the intercession of the Mother of God, the Lord will bless them and reward them for their sacrifices and love, we pray. For all those who have died in our parish community, especially Arthur Fedorek, Daniel Stolar, Thomas J. Barrett III, Walter Willicki, and Donna M. Dugan, may they be welcomed into God's kingdom, we pray. We remember today the following people from our parish grouping, Sandy Riley, the women of our parish, in Laverne Longo, and all the intentions present on the altar, along with those we hold in the silence of our hearts, we pray. I will provide when you call my name. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Have faith in God and faith in me. While we are unable to unite ourselves in the celebration of the Eucharist at Mass, we can still unite ourselves to Jesus and through Him, with Him, and in Him to one another by making a spiritual communion. This simple act of faith, this act of spiritual communion, expresses our faith in the real presence of Jesus in the Eucharist and asks Him to unite Himself with us. So let us pray. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament of the Eucharist. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at last spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and I unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Graciously be present to your people, we pray, O Lord, and lead those you have imbued with heavenly mysteries to pass from former ways to newness of life. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. would like to offer a special blessing for mothers on this Mother's Day in gratitude and in blessing for who you are and what you do in our lives. This is, of course, a blessing for mothers, but in many ways it's a blessing for all women, those who have nurtured us by their lives, their love, their teaching, their encouragement, their accountability. 
Um, this is for our mothers who've gone before us and have gone to God in the next kingdom. These are for mothers who are estranged from their children or children estranged from them in some way in need of God's love and mercy. For those who have lost a child um, and the pain that follows because of that. For those who have longed to have children of their own. This is a blessing and a prayer for our aunts, our grandparents, our guardians, our friends, our spouses. Loving Mother, as a mother gives life and nourishment to her children, so you watch over your church. Bless these women, that they may be strengthened as Christians and mothers. Let the example of their faith and their love shine forth. Grant that we, their sons and daughters, may honor them always with a spirit of profound respect. Grant this through Christ our Lord. Amen. of For the Beauty of the Earth, Let Your Mercy Be on Us, Do Not Let Your Hearts Be Troubled, and At the Lamb's High Feast were performed by Amanda Bruce and Tom Conroy and were used with permission from OneLicense.net. This podcast is the property of the Southside Mount Washington Parish Community, all rights reserved. That's it for this week. Happy Mother's Day. Please forward this podcast to fellow parishioners, or anyone whom you think would benefit from it. Stay safe, stay home if at all possible, and know that we are praying for you.